Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a state of emergency in Minnesota as a monster winter storm threatens near-record-breaking snowfall. More than 75 million people in its path. Here are tonight's top headlines. The projections show an unprecedented three-day weather event. Schools closed and flights canceled. Stay home, stay warm, stay safe. President Biden wraps up his visit to Poland and Ukraine and pledges to protect NATO's eastern flank from Russian aggression. We will defend literally every inch of NATO. Former President Donald Trump visits the Ohio town still reeling from that toxic train derailment. You are not forgotten. Israeli troops raided a major city in the West Bank. The raid killed at least 10 Palestinians and wounded more than 100. The Israeli army said that it went after three wanted men. Michigan State men's basketball returns. First home game since that mass shooting. Eight empty seats at the arena tonight. Walker, left hand, yes! You had to recognize the game was bigger than just us, you know, we playing for the whole community. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. I'm Margaret Brennan, Nora is on assignment. Tonight, our in-depth look at what earthquake-prone California is doing to prevent large-scale destruction when the big one hits. Plus, we'll meet a teen pageant queen who's also a state champion wrestler. 
But we begin with a coast-to-coast outbreak of severe weather threatening more than 76 million people across 26 states. The Dakotas, Minnesota, and Wisconsin are bearing the brunt of the blizzard threat, with some areas bracing for nearly two feet of snow, powerful gusts, and wind chills as low as minus 30 degrees. Farther east, an ice storm is making for treacherous traveling conditions. The storms also disrupted more than 5,000 flights just today. CBS's Christina Ruffini leads off our coverage in Minneapolis, where the snow is already piling up. Good evening, Christina. Good evening, Margaret. As you can see, the plows around here have been busy. There's about 800 that have been going around the city and surrounding areas pretty much nonstop, trying to keep the roads passable. But the mayor is asking everyone to stay off the streets starting tonight. That's because what you can see coming in is only the beginning. A bone-crushing winter storm is putting Minnesota on ice. And the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul are in its crosshairs. By late afternoon, a second round of snow kicked into high gear, falling as much as two inches an hour. We are bracing for what is likely to be one of the largest snowstorms in Minnesota history. Wind chills made it feel like three degrees today. Gusts up to 45 miles per hour produced whiteouts and nearly impossible driving conditions in some parts of the state. The metro area could be buried under nearly 20 inches by the time the storm moves out tomorrow. Some residents went running. Others sprinted to the grocery store to stock up on supplies. Ryan Bradley went to church, getting his Ash Wednesday blessing in before the city shuts down. I did make it to Mass. I had to make it to Mass. It looks like it's coming in this afternoon, so I had some time to, to run over there before it hits. And a few skeptics don't quite believe the hype. I mean, it's Minnesota. What do you expect? To the west in Utah, the storm dumped more than a foot of snow overnight, and it's still coming down. Yesterday, the blizzard blasted drivers in Wyoming. Dash cam video captured the moment a highway patrol trooper barely escaped a runaway semi. Margaret, forecasters are saying the back end of this storm, which is expected to come through on Thursday and Friday, could produce wind chills below zero, and those temperatures could drop to a wind chill below 30 or 40 in other parts of an already pretty cold state. Stay warm, Christina. Let's get the forecast now from meteorologist Chris Warren with our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening to you, Chris. Good evening, Margaret. Before the extreme cold arrives, dangerous travel conditions can be expected in Minneapolis and the Twin Cities. Several inches of more snow is expected through tomorrow. Snow will be widespread and extensive across the Great Lakes and in the Northeast, coming to an end in the Northeast by Friday mid-morning into the afternoon hours. And how about this cold? These are the daytime High temperatures only going to see readings in the teens for parts of the Midwest, while other areas will feel more spring-like warmth, Margaret. Temperatures in South Carolina into the 80s. They stood 700 miles apart and on competing sides of the war in Ukraine. But today, President Biden and Russia's Vladimir Putin both took public steps to shore up their alliances. Mr. Biden met with NATO members. Putin with China's top diplomat. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports from Warsaw. President Biden today sought to assure the easternmost members of NATO that the U.S. would stand with them in the event of a Russian invasion. You're the front lines of our collective defense, and you know better than anyone what's at stake in this conflict. 
not just for Ukraine, but for the freedom of democracies throughout Europe and around the world. The meeting capped a trip that began in dramatic fashion in Kyiv, designed to reiterate American support for Ukraine. But it ended as a barrage of Russian missiles hit the northeastern city of Kharkiv, the war raging on. Russia! In Moscow, President Vladimir Putin rallied a large flag-waving crowd, praising the courageous Russian soldiers, but making no mention of mounting casualties. Putin also held talks with China's top envoy, Wang Yi. U.S. officials voiced concern this week the Chinese could supply lethal military aid to the Russian army. We've made very clear to them that that would cause a serious problem for us. Both countries flexed their military might today in drills off the South African coast. U.S. officials criticized Putin's decision Tuesday to suspend participation in the last remaining nuclear arms treaty between the two countries. Asked about it today, President Biden had this to say. Big mistake. That arms treaty caps the number of nuclear warheads the U.S. and Russia can have and allows for mutual inspection of each other's programs. But the inspections were stopped during the pandemic, so suspending them further would mean the U.S. would know even less about Russia's nuclear capabilities and intentions. Margaret? Ed O'Keefe in Poland tonight. We turn now to the aftermath of that toxic train derailment in Ohio. The EPA says Norfolk Southern will be on the hook for all cleanup costs and could be fined up to $70,000 a day if the chemicals aren't removed. The town has now become a political battleground. We get more now from CBS's Roxana Saberi. I like that one, but this one's even nicer. Handing out hats and hamburgers, former President Trump called the Biden administration's response to the toxic train derailment a betrayal. What this community needs now are not excuses and uh, all of the other things you've been hearing, but answers and results. Columbiana County has been Trump country. He won around 70 percent of the vote here in 2016 and in 2020. But the Trump administration rolled back rail safety regulations, including an Obama-era proposal for technology that would have made all rail cars break at the same time. His administration also blocked efforts to require minimum crew sizes on trains. We're just going to require at least two people, at least two human beings on a train to make sure that we have that safety. Today, the Department of Transportation announced that with the NTSB's preliminary report investigating the derailment due out tomorrow, Secretary Pete Buttigieg will also come to town. Yes, I was uh, focused on just making sure that uh, our folks on the ground uh, were all set, but uh, could have spoken sooner about how strongly I felt uh, about this incident. And uh, that's a lesson learned for me. Just a few minutes drive south of East Palestine. So how often do you come outside? Uh, lately, not often, just because of the chemicals. Residents in Negley, Ohio, say they hope once the politicians leave, the people here won't be forgotten. I just hope everything clears up and goes back to normal and everyone can have their normal lives. The White House today accused the Trump administration and congressional Republicans of watering down safety rules that could have prevented incidents like the one in East Palestine. What people here want to know is whether politicians will work together to help them now and protect communities like theirs in the future. Margaret. Roxana Saberi, thank you.
Tonight, officials in Little Rock, Arkansas, are investigating the cause of a deadly plane crash. A twin-engine plane slammed into the ground today near a 3M manufacturing plant, killing all five people on board. They all worked for the same environmental consulting firm and were heading to the site of a deadly explosion at a metals plant earlier this week in Ohio. The cause of the crash is not yet known. An update on that shooting death of a beloved Catholic bishop in Southern California. Today, prosecutors charged a handyman with his murder. Auxiliary Bishop David O'Connell was shot multiple times in his home on Saturday. The suspect, Carlos Medina, is the husband of McConnell's housekeeper and had done work at the bishop's home. The motive is not known. Tonight, the World Health Organization says it is finally moving desperately needed supplies and equipment into Syria, 16 days after the devastating earthquake. The WHO says it's taking advantage of a temporary easing of sanctions against the Syrian government in order to send in aid. The quake killed more than 46,000 people in Turkey and Syria when thousands of buildings collapsed, many of them not up to code. One big question following the quake is, could we see similar damage if a 7.8 quake hit the United States? Tonight, CBS's Omar Villafranco reports in depth on what's being done to get our buildings ready for the big one. This is the cleanup before the earthquake. In Southern California, thousands of buildings like this one are slowly being strengthened to prepare for the next big quake. We'll erect two large, very large steel columns that go into this new, very large foundation system here. Kyle Torget is leading this retrofit. If it shakes, how does it fail? Well, the building essentially pancakes. In the city of Los Angeles alone, there are over 13,000 of these soft story structures. There are also over 1,000 non-ductile concrete buildings, the same kind experts say collapsed after the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. It's reminding me like a picture from a Hiroshima nuclear blast. Structural engineer Kit Miyamoto saw the devastation firsthand in Turkey. This building had no chance at all. Millions of Southern Californians live in areas without retrofit mandates. The city of Los Angeles has one, but the deadline is still decades away. Do you feel that Southern California is on borrowed time when it comes to a big earthquake? That's 100% guarantee. I mean, there will be a gigantic earthquake happening in Southern California. So here in the distance, we see the San Andreas Fault. This is what a magnitude 7.8 earthquake near Los Angeles could look like. It's moving up and down, but it's also moving sideways as these waves are coming through the basin. In 1994, the 6.7 Northridge earthquake struck Los Angeles, killing 57 people and injuring thousands. I am afraid that because the last large earthquake happened long enough ago, we've forgotten about it. We need to bring that to the forefront. For Torget, his crews stay busy as the race to retrofit continues. It's expensive to do these retrofits, but if you don't have a building left, that's more expensive. If you have tenants that you've lost, that's the biggest loss you can have. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Los Angeles. Tonight, the U.S. State Department is voicing deep concerns about an Israeli raid in the West Bank. It happened today and left at least 11 Palestinians dead and more than 100 injured. Several Palestinian militants are among the dead, 
along with civilians, including a 16-year-old boy and a 72-year-old man. State Department spokesman Ned Price said the U.S. is concerned the raids could set back efforts to restore calm amid a recent spike in violence. Tonight, we're shedding light on the toll Russia's year-long invasion has had on the children of Ukraine. The UN says that there is not a single aspect of children's lives that the war has not impacted. The loss and lasting damage are nearly impossible to quantify. CBS's Charlie Daggett and now on the emotional trauma inflicted on Ukraine's children. This is the easy part of Ksenia Levadiva's job at this school in Irpin outside of Kyiv. But talking to young girls who feared being raped by Russian soldiers is tougher for the psychologist. I had teenage girls who told me, yes, we were forced into the basement, but for some reason we started laughing, she told us. Their psychology worked in a way that they started laughing hysterically and they were not touched. Irpin and nearby Bucha suffered from some of the worst of the heavy bombardment in the early days of the invasion. There are now only half as many students here as before, and now some are evacuees, like seven-year-old Sasha from Zaporizhia, under siege from Russian troops. My grandma says that any second they could capture you, tie you up, and subject you to electric shock. That sounds very scary. So are air raids, but Sasha takes that threat in his stride. When the air raid siren happens here, what do you do? I take a walk. There are a lot of houses in Ukraine. You never know which one is going to be hit. Sasha's resilience may be admirable, but Ksenia says it's important to keep a close watch on the kids. It's the way we work with it, she said. Let it go deep inside you or instead support one another and lift the spirit. Deal with these emotions, everything that scares us. In war, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger doesn't always apply. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, Irpin, Ukraine. And there is a new recall tonight. The FDA warns another eye care product may be contaminated. What you need to know is next. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 
We have an important consumer alert tonight. The FDA is warning that another over-the-counter eye product could be contaminated with bacteria. Health officials are urging people to stop using Delsum Pharma's artificial eye ointment. It's being recalled. Now it's made by the same company in India that makes the Esri Care and Delsum Pharma artificial tears that were recalled earlier this month after at least five patients were blinded by a drug-resistant bacteria. That outbreak has now expanded to 58 patients in 13 states. Emotions ran high on Tuesday night as Michigan State's men's basketball team played its first home game since the mass shooting on campus that killed three students and sent five others to the hospital. Coach Tom Izzo had tears in his eyes before tip-off. Both teams and the sellout crowd wore t-shirts saying, Spartan Strong. Michigan State went on to beat Indiana 80-65. to Astronomers may have to rethink how the universe began. What new research tells us next. And tonight, scientists are baffled by some new observations from NASA's James Webb Space Telescope. They give us a view of the universe as it existed more than 13 billion years ago. The reddish dots that you see are six mature galaxies appearing far earlier than expected, not long after the Big Bang, a discovery that could upend our understanding of the early universe. And we want to say congratulations to our colleague, Gail King. The CBS Mornings co-host was presented yesterday with the Walter Cronkite Award for Excellence in Journalism from Arizona State University. Gail told the audience that her dad made the family watch Cronkite on the evening news every night, and that's how she fell in love with journalism. A 16-year-old national beauty pageant winner is shattering stereotypes. Her story's next. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Now the story of a teen using her strength to inspire others. Here's David Begnaud. Catherine Grigsby, Alabama. 16-year-old Catherine Grigsby is a beauty queen. Catherine Grigsby. But you don't want to mess with her. Grigsby is both Miss Junior Teen United States and the Alabama girls wrestling champion in her weight class. I'm full of surprises, I guess. <laughs> Definitely more aggressive and stronger than I appear on the outside. Grigsby has been in pageants since she was a child, but she always wanted to wrestle. So when her school formed its first ever girls team, 
she went to see the coach. He was like, what, so you want to be a mat maid? I was like, no, not a mat maid. Those are the girls that help the scorers and clean up bloody noses and such. Oh, no, she said. I'll be the one with the bloody nose. Her record in this first season, 38 wins and one loss. And that state title. Has a little sweetheart. If she had to choose between pageants and wrestling, Wrestling, I'm an aggressive person, I guess, so that fits more than being all dolled up for pageants. But Grigsby doesn't have to choose between a sash or a singlet. She is proof that in our own lives, we set the limits. David Begno, CBS News. That's tonight's evening news for Nora O'Donnell. I'm Margaret Brennan. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.